You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Well, good day. Yes, it is a good day. I'm continuing with a two-part um, session on when darkness comes. What, what what happens to you when darkness overcomes your life and it seems to creep into every crevice of our mind? What can we do? Is this a strange thing? It's only happening to me. No, the Bible says in John 16, 33. In this world, you will have troubles. <laughs> and last time I talked about it and say you might, you could, perhaps, but you will have troubles. But take heart. Jesus, he has come. He's overcome the world. So this is part two. So buckle your seatbelts. See what are the promises when darkness comes from God. There are things that build during our times of desert, our dark times. I mean, just look, for example, the Israelites as they were leaving the captivity of Egypt. Do you know they were only 11 days away from the promised land? But the Israelites spent 40 years wandering in the darkness of the barren desert. (laughs) What was the purpose of that? Was that time wasted? Is the time that you spend struggling in the darkness when no one's watching, or at least you think that's the way it is? Is that time wasted? There are certain things that do build and they have to build in the darkness for some reason. Don't ask me why. That's just the way it is. You know, the Bible says from glory to glory, which means that there'll be time between the glory, (laughs) which is considered the dark time. What deals, what builds, what is the deal in the darkness? Well, one of the things that build is your endurance. Your endurance builds in the darkness. Endurance. It takes stick to itness. I think that's a word I made up. To make it through the darkness as you go through it, whether it, whatever it is, it is always time where you build your endurance. However, there are times we, you give up. You want to give up during this darkness. You go, I just give up. It's always going to be this way. You know, this is very interesting. Satan loves that word always because he loves that word always and never. <laughs> when things went from bad from good to bad okay i have to think the opposite from it was all good and then it went bad and the storm came out of nowhere this is a storm things can go from bad to good can't they if they went one way can't they go the other way there is a oh a fable and this fable talks about a guy who dies and he meets St. Peter at the pearly gates. This is not biblical. It's just a story. And St. Peter is supposed to be his tour guide. And uh, St. Peter, you know, shows him the pearly gates and talks about the 12 tri- tribes of Israel. And the guy goes by a room that's full of butterflies. He goes, oh, that's beautiful. And there's a room full of 
all sorts of dreams, you know, that people have. <laughs> There's a room full of all kinds of treasures that people want. And there was one room that St. Peter kind of breezed by. It had horses and and animals and and you know likeness of people and it had every, it had a lot of things in it and so saint peter turns to the man and says well that's the end of your tour do you have any questions and the man says yes i do have a question i have a question about that one room on the right when we first came in and we just kind of passed by and i kind of glanced in and i saw there was all kinds of things in there he said what is that room and peter looked at him and said that is a room that is waiting to be manifest by people who have prayers, but they gave up before they were manifest. So that's a room full of all the treasures. So endurance is just so important. So what does the scripture say about endurance, our perseverance? In 2 Timothy 2.12, it says, if you endure, you will also reign with him. Here's a promise. If you endure, you will also reign. If you if you deny him, he will also deny you. If we are faithless, we don't have faith during this time. He remains faithful during this time. So there's a recognition in this passage that God knows that we get tired. And then sometimes our faith begins to slip. And he knows that he'll come up under us like those wings mounting up on eagles to help us through these times. Let us not grow weary of doing good things in Galatians 6, 9. For in the season, in due season, and people are like, well, when is that? I don't know. In due season, we will reap if we don't give up. Remember that, that fable with St. Peter? Those are the things people gave up before they were manifest in their life. We also build a thing called character. You know, character is very interesting because character is, built in the dark when there's no audiences. Character is built in the valley when no one is watching. It's built during this time. During the time we're building character, we pray and it's God's promise that we will receive the unmerited, which means you did not deserve it, grace that God gives us, okay? So character is very important. In Romans 5, 35, it talks about what suffering produces and what perseverance produces. Let me read this. It says, we also rejoice in our suffering. I'm like, wait, 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 eh, back up. Rejoice in my suffering because we know that suffering produces, here what it produces, it produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And that hope will not disappoint you because God has poured his love into the darkness, into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. This is Romans 5, 3 through 5. I kind of add a little bit of divorce touch to it, but you, you get it. Don't you get it? In the darkness, perseverance is built up. Then character, and from character, we get hope. You know, have you ever heard of these flash-in-the-pants people? They don't last long. 
you know, character foundation is build glory to glory a little bit at a time. And when we build it that way, it's kind of like weight loss. <laughs> I've done this all my life. Oh, you're going to be skinny in 15 days. No, you're not. Because it didn't take you 15 days to get to get that fat on you. Nothing happens instantly. <laughs> Some of us are so impatient that we stop the microwave <laughs> to see if the dinner's ready. We begin eating and realize it's cold in the center. So we're we're really impatient people. And God says, patience is of me. It is built when no one's watching. You're going to build character. You're going to have perseverance. And out of that, that brings you hope that won't disappoint. Those pounds are not going to come back because you took them off the right way. Things that build in the dark is also empathy. You know, you, you know, empathy is very interesting. It's not sympathy, but empathy is basically you can understand another's thoughts and feelings and their situation in a point of view. We have a deeper understanding of another's suffering if we have been through suffering ourselves. We are more caring. We can truly see them through their own lens, through the other person's lens, and we can share our heart. That's empathy. And empathy is a what you call a participative sport. <laughs> you can't just be a audience person, a spectator. Empathy comes through you going through something. Therefore, you can share with somebody else and help them move through the darkness. So what does God promises in troubled times? Since they're unavoidable, say that fast, unavoidable. What does God promise to us? First of all, he promises to work all things out for our good. And in Romans 8.28, it talks about, and we know that all things God works for the good, for those who love him, and have been called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8.28 NIV version. The promise of Romans 8.28 does not say that all things will be good because you're a Christian. All things are good because I'm a Christian. All things will be good because I follow God's path. He says that I will work all things for the good, for your good. That is reassuring to me. It makes me feel great. It gives me cushion and security for the future. It means no matter what I'm going through, there's only two qualifiers for God to be working all things for my good, for your good. Listen to the verse again. It says, for those who love him. So you must love God. And for those who are doing their purpose, so you must be doing the purpose that he called you on this planet we call earth for. So you must love him and be doing his purpose. And even though things happen real bad, it's going to work out for the good. Let me give you a little personal story. Okay. Uh, my son is a commercial driver and, you know, he had bought his truck and I had to go to the Sam's Club. So I took the truck. And of course, the truck is much longer than the car I normally drive. So I hit somebody's car. And you're like, oh, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. So I claimed it on my insurance uh, because I was driving his truck and I called the insurance lady. And I want to mention her name in case she's listening to it. I don't want to be embarrassed. 
And I called her and I said, you know, did you get the information I sent you over that it should go on my insurance, not his? And she said, yes. You know, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he talks to you all the time. And people are like, what does he sound like? Well, in my instance, it sounds just like my voice, but it's not my idea at all. So the Holy Spirit said to me when I was speaking to the uh, insurance claim person, asked her, does she need prayer and what for? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) You know, the Holy Spirit is so funny because when I protest, he gets quiet. He don't repeat what he just said. So I knew that that was a commandment for me to do. I was put there to do that. So I said, actually audibly said, oh, I said, and I called her name and I said, do do you need prayer for something? I'm sensing. And she said, could you hold him for a minute? And she put me, she, she got off the phone and I could hear her just going through it. You know, you know, that wrenching, heart wrenching moans and groans. I could hear this. And then she comes back on the phone and she said, Yeah, I do need prayer. And thank you for asking. And I said, well, I just want to let you know that God knows and he hears you because I don't know you from Adam. I'm very uncomfortable. She said, I could tell you were (laughs) Uh, even mentioning this to you. And I just wanted to know if you need prayer. And she said, yes. And she didn't tell me for what. But I and I said for wisdom. And she's like, oh, my gosh, yes, I need prayer for wisdom. So I prayed for her for wisdom. I've been praying for her for wisdom. I'm in a prayer group and if she's listening to this podcast, I want you to know there are people way on the East Coast praying for wisdom for you. So that was a bad thing to happen to me. Getting your son's new truck and and have a scrape up, right? Brand new truck. (laughs) I think he had it one day when I did that. But look what happened. I was able to witness to a person I don't even know. That would have never happened if I wouldn't have hit that car. I would have not have said that was a good thing, but it worked out for her good, for our good. It worked out for my good because I got to know that God hears us and sends people to help us. He also promises never to leave us. Never to leave us for those who love the Lord, for those who your name, who trust in you. I will never forsake forsake you or leave you. This is Psalms 9, 10. I will never forsake you. If I know you, I will never forsake you. He'll never leave us. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Do you remember Jurassic Park, the first movie? (laughs) There were two kids in this Jeep and, and the Jeep was... Flinged into the tree. I can't remember why. Put them dinosaur, flinged them into a tree, and there was two kids in it, and there was an adult too. And the adult left them. And I remember, I remember specifically the kid said, He left us. God will never leave you. Okay. He will never leave you. He also promises to deliver us from fear. Wow. He will deliver us from fear. Uh, Psalms 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he answered and delivered me from all my fears. Notice that there's a condition. You have to seek the Lord. You seek him and he will deliver you from your fear and he will deliver you 
from your. He will deliver you from your fear. What are some of the other promises in times of trouble? He promises to guide us. In Psalms 119, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. With enough light, it's easy to navigate through life, isn't it? Have you ever walked into a dark room? Like I said, the first thing you do is you seek some source of light. God gives us direction that we need, not all at once. He doesn't give it to us all at once. He give it to us as we need it. In this way, God's word, God's word operates as a form of direction and guidance. So he is here. He promised he would guide us through the darkness. He will be that light source that we're looking for. He also promises us to forgive forget <laughs> certain sins that we commit while we're in the dark. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's a perfect place for sins, okay? When we're in the dark, we might um, think of things or ways that we shouldn't be thinking when we're in a dark place, or we'll do things that might need some forgiveness. You know what I mean. How do you feel when somebody says they forgive you? It breathes light into your inner being. So God will forgive us. He promises to forgive us in these times of trouble. He also promises to restore our joy. Isn't that great? When God restores something, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. He is a completer when he restores something. He completes us and he restores he restores our joy. The darkness can dissipate our joy. But what happens, God dissipates the darkness. If we cast all of our cares, all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our concerns, once and for all on him, because he cares for you with the deepest affection and he watches over you carefully. That's first Peter. 5, 6 through 7. That's the Amplified version. He cares deeply for us. He also gives us everything. I say everything we need to live a godly life. Everything. In other words, he will bring the people. We have, I am going to do a future podcast called, you know, Pathmakers. We all walk a path and we need Christian friends to help us stay on the path when we have strayed. We need people to help us to stay along the path of righteousness. And he will send those people to you. The skills. He will give us the skills we need to live a righteous life. Remember Moses. Moses told God, I'm not a good speaker. Aaron can talk better than me. I lack the skills for leadership. I killed an Egyptian. <laughs> you think he was telling God anything he didn't know? And look at Gideon. Gideon, Gideon remain, remain, reminds us, reminds us, reminds us that God wears the cape in the word capable. His life stands to show us that God sees the best in us when we don't even see it in ourselves. Both Moses and Gideon were successful in their calling. Because they allow God to use them. And guess what? We can do the same. 
Yes, we can. He gives us the resources that we need to live a godly life. You know, have you ever been lacking in money or you're lacking in the time it takes to do something and out of the blue, you know, I don't even know where that saying came from unless blue is the color of unmerited grace. <laughs> Maybe it is. It's the color of grace. And out of the blue comes the money or the time you need. I remember one time I went shopping. My list was much uh, longer than my available son, uh, funds. <laughs> I was broke, in other words. And out of grace, out of the blue. A man walked up to me and said, I was instructed to give this to you. I know you think this is weird. And he handed me a $100 bill. <laughs> you guys, there have been many countless other times that blessings have come unexpectedly. They come out of the blue because God wants you to re live a life that's righteous, that's purpose-filled. He will send the people, the skills, and the resources to help you do that. So out of the darkness, what you need to do is just hold on, hold on to the promises. I want you to know that all things are work for the good. God will never, never, never leave you and all your fears will dissipate. He will deliver you from fear. All you have to do is seek. He's there to guide your steps so you won't fall. He forgives you. <laughs> we all need forgiveness. Sometimes a thought. We need forgiveness for the way we're thinking. He is in the business of restoring your joy. You know, this podcast is based on hope and joy. It's based on the scripture that comes from Zechariah 9:12. It says, return to the fortress of safety and security. Oh, you prisoners of, of hope. That's where that title, Prisoners of Hope, because even now, right now, I declare I will restore twice as much to you. So God knows that through life, things are taken from us. And Zechariah 9, 12 said he will restore them. Thank God for that. He's given everything that we need to live an upright and righteous life. Hope this was a blessing for you. Continue to listen, and I'll see you next time on the Prisoners of Hope podcast. God bless. My hope is that this journey has been fruitful, and you're able to take it and apply it to your life. Until next time, tune in again for the Prisoners of Hope. A Hope Podcast. God bless.